I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Hey guys, did you miss us? Yeah, we took last week off for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a great time eating all the turkey and pumpkin pie and being with family and just thinking about all the things there is to be grateful about. So, uh, you know, hopefully you hopefully you didn't miss too much with us not, you know, being in your uh, podcast playlist if you're driving to relatives' house or anything and like that. And hopefully you weren't thankful that we didn't record because that would be right, sad. Right, right, right. <laughs> But uh, this this episode, we are going to continue talking about spiritual gifts. So if you haven't been listening in the past few episodes, uh, we've been laying some groundwork back on, I don't know, episode 50, 51, somewhere in there. And we've been going through a list of spiritual gifts and just kind of touching on them with some scripture and also what how they relate to us and how we feel these gifts are maybe relatable in today's day and age. And we're what we've been going for a list. We've we took a spiritual gifts test at giftstest.com. So that's kind of where our base came from. And as the test gives you a variety of questions to answer, and then it kind of has a formula to say, well, you're strong in this area. And it gives you a top five. So as as we go along, if if something was on Trisha Eyes top five. Uh, we'll maybe touch on that a little bit extra, uh, just depending on on where we're at with time and all that. But starting off this episode, we are going to talk about the gift of knowledge or word of knowledge. And if you've listened to the previous episodes about spiritual gifts, I'm going to say something that we've said already. A lot of these spiritual gifts are not just this is what it is, right? And this is it a lot of times they actually relate to each other. You can really see it with different gifts and, Oh, and you talk about another one at another time. You're like, wait, didn't you already talk about that? Well, this one I think really is going to be something that relates to a couple that we haven't talked about yet that are going to be coming up on uh, the next couple episodes where we talk about prophecy and word of wisdom but it's still very much, you know, its own spiritual gift because it has its own little, its own little uh, nook and cranny of, of what it is and and how people function. It gets a shout out in First Corinthians twelve verse eight. It says, "For to one," and this is when it's listing off all the different spiritual gifts. And so, First Corinthians twelve verse eight says, "For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit." to another by faith, the same spirit, another, the gifts of healing, and so on and so forth. So it definitely gets its own individual shout out in scripture. And so we are going to talk briefly about it. But like Thaddeus said, it, it is so close related to a, one we're talking about next week, the gift of prophecy. And there's just a lot more undergirding of scripture when it comes to prophecy. So if this is one of your spiritual gifts, listen to what we talk about next week when we talk about the gift of prophecy. Giftstest.com describes the word of knowledge as the gift of knowledge is the divine strength or ability to bring truth to a situation by supernatural revelation. This is often accompanied by the word from God. And what I would say is somebody who operates in the word of knowledge will 
use scripture so much more as a foundation as to when it comes to counseling, when it comes to helping guide even their own life or other people through life, they will take their revelation and understanding of scripture and help apply it to what you're going through. Yeah. I didn't even think of it that way until you just said that until after you read, read that definition and then said that I didn't even think about it in that way where it's often accompanied by a word from God, like not necessarily like, you know, Hey, Trish, this is God talking to you. Right. But I mean, from the word, right. Right. From the Bible. And it's it's taking your understanding and knowledge of the word of God and applying it to your everyday life. Right. So where you, maybe, uh, you're helping someone through some sort of situation, right. And they, they're struggling and they need, they need to hear something, sometimes something hard, right. Cause you're trying to, uh, direct them in a better way. And, but being able to just recall, you know, recall some scripture, recall things that are in the word of God that can really bring some levity to a situation or bring some, bring some truth and enlightenment so that they're like, you know what, that, that makes sense. Or sometimes they're just gonna be like, let me think about that. Right. But having that ability to just recall things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and be able to, you know, this is the, Oh, this is happening. Uh, let me refer to this, you know, and I know growing up, I grew up and I went to a private school and I went to church and I did memory verses all the time there's certain verses that I'm always going to remember and there's certain stories I'm always going to remember, but I can't say that I necessarily function in this gift of, Oh, you're going through that. Well, you know, in, uh, in first Samuel two verse six, whatever, you know, like it says this, (laughs) I'm just pulling something out, but, and I don't, I don't think this was one that you scored high on, but I think you function in this one a little bit. I know there's been times where you just recall something from scripture and you maybe don't have it exactly to the specific scripture, but you know, the area, you know, where it's at, even doing the podcast, you'll, you'll think of things off the top of your head. Well, in a, I do rate really highly on what we're talking about in our next episode, which is teaching. And I could see an interlinking between those two because the gift of teaching is taking and applying the word of God to your everyday life, right? And teaching others about it. But that's for next episode. But you're right. I aspire to be that person who applies scripture to my everyday life and helps other people learn and understand scripture in a way that they can apply it to their everyday life. So that's my goal. And I'm happy you say that's a person who I am or or trying to become like, because I know in my life, when I've had people who've counseled me, who've been able to pull from scriptures, it just gives it that much more weight and that much more authority when they're speaking into my life from a foundation of scripture and biblical principle. I have the utmost respect for the scriptures. And so when people can minister to me with scriptures, then I receive it in a, a stronger way, I guess you could say. So that's who I want to be to others also. So the next gift that we're talking about is the gift of leadership. And I'll just right off the bat, I'll give you the definition from giftstest.com. It says the gift of leadership is the divine strength or ability to influence people at their level while directing and focusing them on the big picture vision or idea. So for me, I did not score high in this. This was not in my top five. 
and it's it's weird it's a weird one for me just in general life there's certain times where i feel like i'm uh, more of a leader and there's certain times where i feel like i'm a follower and there's certain times where i'm like i thought i was being a leader but i wasn't leading the way people were expecting so then things didn't work out or you think you're a leader and you look behind you and nobody's following you <laughs> sure or sure. even i mean I, I look at leadership a lot of times in a in a lead by example sort of way Mm -hmm. And, you know, so even that, that definition of the ability to influence people at their level, that part I'm totally on board with where it's like, okay, what, how can I show somebody how to do something? Right. And sometimes I have a struggle with that because they're not picking it up as quickly as I would like them to. And then there's the other side, you know, the, the last part of the definition of the, while directing and focusing them on the big picture vision or idea. I can see both sides of that as well, where I can see what the end goal is in something and how to get there or not necessarily how to get there, but knowing like we have to do something to get there. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think I can always communicate that well of like, Hey, this is, this is what we're trying to do how can I get you there as well versus me getting frustrated because I'm already on my way there and other people aren't. I think with you and your leadership, you are, you're definitely a big picture leadership person where you see, you just have the vision and you have what the end goal is. And so you lead really well from that place. And some of us are slow learners. And so we don't always know what that end goal is. But even in our family, like you lead in a way that isn't super authoritarian. Like you're not coming in heavy fisted and bossy. You lead by an example. You lead by serving. And I'm sure the kids might disagree with you. Sure. There. Yeah, I guess. It, and yeah, that's debatable, I guess. But you're not perfect. Nine times out of 10, your leadership is from a place of serving. And so maybe it doesn't always look like that super authoritarian type leadership it's more of a servant leadership when I think of a leader I think of somebody who helps cast vision somebody who helps steer the ship in the direction it needs to go and when you're trying to accomplish a mission with a team of people you need to have a vision in your mind but also help verbalize it and portray it to others because if you want people to follow you, you need to know what the goal and the mission is, right? And so a leader keeps that vision. The Bible says without vision, people perish. And so keeping that vision in mind so people don't start flaking off and leaving, but they can have that vision in their heart set up for them so they can run the race that's set before them and, and carry out the tasks that need to be done. I think it's important for a leader to really be able to level with the people below them and also go to bat for them because if you can't have any trust in in the leadership above you it's very hard to be able to uh have the desire to do the things that you're supposed to do i like how john maxwell is quoted as saying the measure of a leader is not the number of people who serve him but the number of people he serves and when i think of leadership i think of that i think of jesus the bible says that the son of man didn't come to the earth to be served, but he came to serve. And that's who Jesus was. He's a leader. He's somebody we long to follow. 
and he was a servant leader. I would think that the gift of leadership and the gift of serving kind of go hand in hand because to be a good leader and so many people want to follow, you have to serve them well. You have to set that standard of what it means to serve and and then cast the vision in that and be the number one server, <laughs> you know, like the main person out there serving. Right. And nothing is too low on the totem pole for you to do. Right. It just reminds me one thing on Sunday, Thaddeus came home from serving at church and he talked about, you know, I asked him how it went or whatever. And he mentioned to me something that struck out really profoundly to him. And it was that our senior pastor was stacking chairs between services. And that is good leadership, you know, and I get to see kind of things like that throughout the week in our leadership at our church, things that you wouldn't think somebody would do because there's others of us who will do those things but to see the senior pastor stacking chairs on a Sunday morning between services meant so much to Thaddeus that that's what he told me about how his day went it was really um impressionable on him and and obviously something Thaddeus really respected it wasn't like Thaddeus looked at it and thought oh I cannot believe he's doing that you know it looked it was a respectful response that Thaddeus had to seeing that respectful i don't i don't know if it was to me it was like a yeah i, I guess respectful is the right word but it's or like a, i should say respected well it, to me it's like as bad as it sounds it's like good i'm glad that he's doing that <laughs> that's you know not that he needs to do it but it's it's just refreshing because it is something that there's volunteers that do that every single yeah, week. He certainly doesn't need to do that. You know, that. there's people that can do it and there's, you know, we weren't crunched for time or anything like that. It's just, he saw a need and decided to help out. So I think the next gift we're talking about could honestly be a tied into leadership as well. And that's the gift of mercy. I think it's important that a leader can have some mercy. Maybe it's not, a, you know, every leader is going to have that as a strong point. But again, being able to level with people as a leader and being able to show mercy to people, right, that are, I mean, the definition that we're given from giftstest.com is that it's the divine strength or ability to feel empathy and to care for those who are hurting in any way. And to me, that's, you know, again, leveling with people, it hurting in any way, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical, right? It could be they're hurting emotionally, mentally, they're struggling to be able to know how to do their job the right way. They feel like, you know, everything they do is wrong or, you know, things like that. And a leader should be able to pick them up. And I think mercy is one where in, in today's day and age that we live in, and how many people are hurting in the, our world, whether it's physical, you know, sickness, whether it's mental health, whether it's just, you know, just every day there's something, right? Every day there's somebody, multiple people that you probably come across in your day that could use somebody, somebody's mercy, right? And I think it's just very very important for those people that really have that strong gift that they are able to, to me, those people see those needs and sometimes it's a, a direct way that they can touch someone and, and, you know, encourage them and lift them up. Or sometimes it's a, from a distance, you know, they, they see a need and try to, to help meet it in some way because they, they're empathetic for that. 
you know, and I would, I would consider most, you know, even, you know, professionals, when you think about doctors and nurses and things like that, I mean, they are trying to help people, right? I truly don't know where I land on the scale of mercy. It's not even on my top, whatever, from the spiritual gifts test. Hopefully I'm merciful. But sometimes I question it just because I'm definitely a suck it up buttercup kind of person when my kids complain to me about being hurt or whatever. I am a suck it up buttercup, rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. That is a lot of who I am. But then there's a whole other part of me. You can tell me a story and I'll be in tears. Or I can watch a commercial and be sobbing. It's ridiculous. I don't always know my (laughs) response to something. But it's just interesting how with Mercy... It's hard for me to even answer some of those questions because I, I think I vary a lot on my mercy spectrum. If there is a spectrum for mercy, I can be a super merciful person, but other times you might trip and fall right in front of me and my response is laughing hysterically. I'll be on the ground with you, but it's not because I'm hurt. It's because I think it's hilarious and I'm falling over laughing at you. Which sometimes could be considered inappropriate. Oh, so inappropriate. But honestly, sometimes that in certain situations... That might be a good merciful way of, you know, like maybe not when they're like hurt, but if it's something embarrassing, right, they fall over or whatever and you just kind of like laugh it off with them to make them feel, you know, not laugh at them, but like kind of make make some sort of joke with them about it. Right. That can be merciful. There's, but it's going to depend on the person, right? If you do it to the wrong person, they're just going to think you're just the absolute jerk. It is embarrassing when you do trip and fall and everybody around you like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? It almost is, it almost makes you feel like, I don't know, am I okay? And maybe part of that is parenting because when I had kids, I learned what my response to them was in a situation when they got hurt was how they responded emotionally. Oh, right. So if they tripped and fell in front of me and I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Then they would start crying. Yeah. Tears everywhere. Just consistent, never ending sob fest. Right. But if I (laughs) was like, you're okay. And I like just laughed with them about it. It was finding the humor in the situation. It took what could have been a really traumatic, sad thing that they fell and got hurt and it turns it into something we can find humor in even if they were hurt we can put an ice pack on it but it's interesting to watch too like we have kids and watching how they are with each other right mm-hmm. and seeing some of these gifts like mercy are they are they gonna be in more of a you know oh you know someone gets hurt are they gonna try to care for them help them or are they just going to look the other way right it's funny though when our kids do get hurt or in the past especially when they would get hurt they wouldn't come to me they'd go to Thaddeus I just want to read real fast Matthew 9 verse 35 says and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd and right. mercy and think, is like compassion. Right, I'm sure in other translations, it's probably it probably does say mercy, right? Right, and it says when you know when Jesus would do miracles, he was moved with compassion, and compassion is almost like a feeling that you get towards something. It's an emotional response. It's not just a action. It's a 
it's a feeling within your body that comes up out of you and you are moved with compassion. You're moved with mercy towards the hurting people. Right. Which, which segues so nice into our next gift, which is miracles. Yeah. The gift of miracles is the divine strength or ability to alter the natural outcomes of life in a supernatural way through prayer, faith, and divine direction. It's kind of a mouthful, but essentially it's the gift of, it says to alter the natural outcomes. I mean, essentially it's people being able to perform miracles for, you know, lack of a different word, but something, you know, that's just like, uh, you think about people that have a gift of healing, right? Right. Where, yes, there's, there's healing where you're praying for someone and then maybe the outcome is they, they go see a doctor, right. And they get prescribed a medication and that helps them get healed. There's the gift of healing of where it's literally laying hands on someone, praying for them and all of a sudden there's change. Right. And that's a miracle. I think of back when I was a teenager, like early teens, I used to get migraines a lot and it was something, it wasn't like an everyday occurrence. It wasn't, you know, there was, I don't know. I can't think of anything that where it would spur it on. There would just be some days where I would wake up legitimately have a migraine and need to stay home from school. Not like faking something to stay home from school legitimately needed to be in a blacked out room. I'm like me. I faked being sick all the time. <laughs> and it, it sucked. And trying to go to school with a migraine, because uh, people say they have a migraine. There's different levels of headaches and migraines, and you know. But, I mean, literally where you any little bit of light is just just utter pain, you know, or even sometimes dizziness. Or, I, you know, I, I know I blacked out at least once because of it. And... I never went to the doctor for it and I never got to that point where my mom felt I needed to go in. It was usually manageable, you know, if it was a day, right. Where taking some Excedrin, drinking lots of water, staying in the dark, you know, and usually find the next day type of situation. But I, I remember going to a youth convention and there was a speaker and they're talking you know they did their message and then they were doing they did some altar call things and then they were talking about specific things in the room that people were experiencing and one of them was headaches or migraines and I I went down and got prayed for and never really experienced those types of migraines again to me that's a miracle it just you know all of a sudden it's gone or in Trisha's recent history, she she can speak to it more, but she had some damaged hearing from an old job of having to wear a headset where she gave it to someone else, they gave it back, they cranked the volume, and then all of a sudden a big squelch in her ear that damaged her hearing. And then recently... God healed me. <laughs> totally healed me. Almost hear too much now which is i think a little crazy i didn't realize all the noises i wasn't hearing and now i'm just like oh it's so much noises it's good it's good 
I'm thankful to be healed. Don't get me wrong. It's just kind of nice to tune out the world a little <laughs> sometimes too. But and, yeah, God again, is good. Right. And again, barrenness, we've been healed. You know, we were, I was told I wouldn't ever be able to have children successfully. My body kept rejecting them, several miscarriages and God healed us from that. It's just cool. You can see God's faithfulness in his miracles throughout our life. But even in different ways, not just physical healings, does God manifest his miracles. But I think about this past summer, we were having a big event at our church with our youth and there was a storm rolling in. And I remember people were praying and you could literally see the storm clouds split and went all the way around us, even on the radar, you could see it. And and how that was just a miracle in and of itself that so many people who were paying attention could have witnessed and how faithful God was even in those moments. And, you know, I can, I can think all throughout my life, just different circumstances where miracles happened that, you know, maybe it wasn't God, but probably was God. You know? yeah, well, I think, so. again, it's very relatable to healing, but at the same time, other miracles, something that was to me, very much not like a healing type thing. Do you remember, Trish, when we lived in our apartment and yes. one of our many cars broke down? We uh, we had a tie rod go. Mm. So if you're not familiar, I mean, it help, holds the wheel on and it, it broke. Just important things like holding you know? the wheel on and stuff of your car. It's fine. It broke. And it's like, what are we going to do? And then all of a sudden there's somebody there that was able to help us get it, it lined up and be able to get it back to the parking lot of our apartment without having to call a tote because we were broke, you know, or anything like that. We were able to get it back to our parking lot just because some guy just happened to know what to do. Like that's a miracle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just healing. Totally not just healing, even though they're, they're closely related. I, it's interesting because I do have both healing and miracles on my, top five or in my top five, I should say. And interesting. I don't know because to me, they're so closely related because it is just that uttermost faith that God will do a miracle, whether it's a healing miracle or it's parting the Red Sea kind of miracle or whatever it is. It's that trust in knowing that God is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he'll do. And yeah, simple as that, I guess. It's not, I, I don't feel like it's a very complex <laughs> gift and some of us aren't very complex people where you just have a trust that God is. Yeah, I think, God. well, I think it's one of those gifts too where people very much are like, was that real? You know, if because you, you, you can see different things on YouTube or whatever where people are performing miracles, quote unquote. Well, it was funny, even when God healed my ear and literally God healed my ear. I was deaf for 15 years. Oh, in my right ear, I could hardly hear anything of it. And my so much so that, I mean, my family could tell immediately that God had healed me because all of a sudden I was hearing things I never hear. But then people would ask me like doubtful questions and almost put doubt in me. Like, I don't know, did God really heal me? Am I still deaf in my right ear? (laughs) It's like, clearly I'm not. I can hear everything. But it's just that there's just that spirit of doubt out there that just is going to question God and not believe that God. Well, and there's definitely, I mean, I'm guilty of it. There's definitely things where that I've seen. I'm just like, is this, is this true? Or are they, are they just trying to, you know, pull the wool over my eyes you know is that really something that's happening or is it is it something that they 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 want to you know appear 
and, right. and the, the sad thing is, is that doubt is there because that kind of stuff does happen. Right. People but, manipulate right. things. And so I, I feel like we are, we'll talk more about that in our next episode, even when we talk about the prophetic and talk about some of those things. But there is people who lie to the Holy Spirit. There is that false sense of, of, of twisting things to try to make something appear as though it were, even though it's not, right? Right. But I think the biggest thing is, to me, people that have the gift of miracles are people that, it's not that they have the, the this definition, it's the divine strength or ability to alter natural, like, just reading the definition, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, to me, it's these people that have this gift, they have, like, God and the, you know, God is working through them to perform these miracles. It's just the way God works through somebody to, to teach or, you know, but it's God's giving you the strength to do this. He's performing it through you. And I think where that blurred line becomes is when people think this guy's a miracle worker. Well, And clearly we know by scripture that pe- people can do these miracles with the wrong hard and wrong motives because it says to me in my name you've done all these things you've healed the sick you've you know done all these things you raised the dead but i never knew you depart from me you wicked and slothful servant going to outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth like the bible says that that they did all these miracles in the name of jesus but jesus never knew who they were so there are going to be people who who walk in that balance beam too right who who don't fully have a relationship with God and don't fully live a life of surrender to God. They live a life for themselves, but God is still using them to perform miracles. But when they stand before God on in that moment, God will say, I, I never knew you. I right. never knew you. And that to me is such a, a dreadful, scary thought that God can do all these powerful things through you. And he could still say he never knew you. Like Trish already said, you're, we're probably going to bring some of this up again in the next couple episodes when we talk well, the next one, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about prophecy. And then when we wrap up these Hold gifts, on tight because I'm super excited for the like next episode is my my most excited. Well, the next two, honestly, are the ones I'm most excited for because we're going to be talking about prophecy. We're going to be talking about speaking in tongues, things that we don't always talk about in the 21st century. Yeah, I don't know. But I think we'll I think we'll be mentioning this again where it's where we are talking about again tongues prophecy words of wisdom things like that where even when we're talking right now about gift of knowledge and miracles and things it's important that no matter especially for new believers but all of us to not just take it for what it's worth but take it and if you have a question where you go find a resource you know look in the bible great resource (laughs) get out of concordance find you know, somebody that you trust that has a little bit more knowledge on certain subjects than you to really test things, right? And not just take it for, you know, for whatever is being presented in front of you again. And that's, that's us talking too. If you're like, I don't know what they're saying, if I believe that or not, that's fine. Question it. Dig in to the scriptures because prophecy is something I've wrestled with. So anyways, not talking about that this episode. Next episode, grab your pen and paper next next time because it's going to be good. And I'm really excited for it. Yeah, so the next episode, we 
Hopefully we'll be getting through four more. And then we'll be wrapping up the series, uh, the episode after that. Because I think we'll only have two after that. So if you've enjoyed this or any of the previous episodes, we'd appreciate it if you could share it on your social medias. You could follow us uh, by finding Fallen Short Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can always go to our website, too, if you'd like to leave a comment on any episode, fallenshortpodcast.com. And we'd love to hear from you, whether it's a DM on any social media platform or by emailing us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. So again, stay tuned. We have a couple more episodes to get through the series. And then, you know, it's, it's going to be Christmas. So until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish. And we love you guys. or maybe you're aspiring to start one. If you are, we'd like to encourage you to check out Blueberry Podcasting for all of your hosting needs. We use Blueberry today, and let me tell you, it's it's real slick. Uh, works with our website just fine on a plugin. So if you use our code Fallen Short, you can get your first month free. So you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast.